A happy sukkahs to everybody. I am sitting here live in my sukkah. We've moved the recording studio of the Practical Parsha podcast from our, our high-tech recording studio, my dining room table, to our high-tech sukkah recording center. I hope you are well. This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with the Practical Parsha podcast. Today, we're here for another episode of this great podcast. We are finishing up with Parsha's Vizos Habracha. Very exciting. This is the last Parsha in the Torah. And it's really interesting. You think about it. What's the big excitement that we're finishing the Torah? That this week we've gone from all the way from Bereshis, Genesis, through the five books of Moses, and we finish this week with the last Parsha in the Torah, Vizos Habracha. And really what comes to mind is something that really makes Judaism so unique. A while back, a friend of mine mentioned to me that one of the things, or the best thing, which he liked about Shabbos is the fact that Shabbos comes back again next week. And if you think about the depth of that statement for a moment, it's really not just about Shabbos. It's anything spiritual. You know, when we eat something, we have a delicious steak, or we have some type of physical pleasure, it's extremely hard, if not impossible, to recreate that exact pleasure that we enjoyed. All the different factors that led to us having that enjoyable steak, to having that enjoyable experience. But when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to our Judaism, everything starts again. So just like with Shabbos, there's always next Shabbos, we have the ability to tap into that same spirituality again. So too with the Torah. We're finishing up this week with Vezos Bracha which is going to be read on Simcha's Torah. And we start again with the book of Genesis, the book of Bereshis, where we have the ability to tap in on even a deeper level than we've understood previously to gain a better understanding and a more clear understanding, God willing. So it's my blessing that we should have the strength to and the clarity to understand the Parsha, to gain from it each and every week. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomokom with a K at gmail.com. As I mentioned, this blessing that I just ended off with, that is apropos for this week's Parsha of Vizos HaBracha. Vizos HaBracha is Moshe Rabbeinu's last blessing and prophecy to the Jewish people. That he, as he is about to die, he leaves the Jewish people, he blesses them, all with a specific individual blessing for each tribe. And this is something which was started by Yaakov Avinu, by Jacob, when he, before he passed, he blessed his sons. And now, before Moshe Rabbeinu is about to ascend Har Navo to pass on, he is giving a prophetic blessing to each one of the tribes. One point I wanted to dwell on for a moment is the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu, if you look at the Parsha, each one of the tribes got a different blessing, one that was specific to their strengths, one that was just for them. And I really believe that this comes to push away a certain misconception that people have about Judaism, is that when it comes to Judaism, there are, you know, we are different. We each have different strengths. Now, given we have to use our strengths in the framework of the Torah, but at the same time, there are different paths to get to the same destination. And 
the Torah makes that very clear for us, and we see that in the blessings, how Moshe Rabbeinu didn't just give one generic bracha to everybody, but rather he gave something specific for each one of the tribes who, who each possessed different qualities and different strengths and different abilities. Now, one other point which I wanted to mention is the idea of a blessing. What is a blessing? Right? Well, we make a blessing on food. We, you know, that's something we do we, before we eat something, before we do a mitzvah, before we, we, we perform mitzvah. We make a blessing. And there's also a custom that people give blessings to other people, right? Someone comes to a great rabbi, they ask for a blessing. And the, a blessing is really a supplication. That when we go to a, a great Torah scholar and we ask them to give us a blessing, to give us a bracha, we're asking them to sort of daven for us, to pray for us, that their prayer should be answered, God willing. The first thought I wanted to share, in this week's parasha, there's a famous pasuk. The pasuk reads as follows. Torah tziv Moshe morasha kilas Yaakov. The Torah that Moshe commanded us is the heritage of the congregation of Jacob. Now there's... Something very interesting which I saw brought down is that we know that Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Jewish people 611 mitzvos. The other two mitzvos were heard by the Jewish people directly from God, which is a total of 613 mitzvos. But if we look at each, if we look at all the mitzvos as a whole, it's impossible for a Jew, one Jew, to perform every single mitzvah. It's just impossible. Some mitzvos are just for men. Some mitzvos are just for women. Other mitzvos are for Kohanim, for the priests. Some mitzvos are for the Levim. And it's impossible to have a situation where one individual can perform every single mitzvah in the Torah. The sages bring down that if a person learns about the mitzvos, it's as if he performed them. So even though a, a, a man can't perform mitzvahs of a woman, or a woman can't perform mitzvahs of a man, if we learn about the mitzvahs that we cannot perform, it is as if we do those mitzvahs. The Ksav Sofer brings down another idea that helps us get to a point where it's as if we perform all the mitzvahs. He explains that when the Jewish people are in unity together, we get along with each other. We have this certain sense of achdos. So then there is also this sense that we are all completing each other and it's credited as if we are all performing all the mitzvahs as well. And we see that in the actual verse of the Torah. Because the Torah says, Torah That the Torah that Moshe commanded us is a heritage of the congregation of Jacob. That the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us is only considered a heritage, is only Morasha, when it's accepted by the whole congregation of Jacob, meaning when we all do it together. So when we all have this unity, we're all in it together, and we're doing it together. So even though each one of us by ourselves can't perform every single mitzvah in the Torah, but all of us together as a whole can do our part, and together it's considered that we have fulfilled the entire Torah. Another thought which I wanted to share is that if you look at the end of the parsha, it describes Moshe Rabbeinu's death. And the Pasuk reads, Vayamasham Moshe 
Eved Hashem Be'eretz Moav Apnei Hashem. So Moshe, a servant of Hashem, died there in the land of Moab by the mouth of Hashem. Now it's interesting, this is the first time that Moshe is referred to as Eved Hashem, a servant of Hashem. And the, um, it's brought down, there's a Rambam, Maimonides, in Hilchas Tshuva, he says something very interesting. He says that any person and every person has the ability to be as righteous, to be as much as a, of a tzaddik as Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, it's interesting because we know in the last part of the parsha, it says that never again will there be in Israel a prophet like Moshe Rabbeinu. That Moshe was one of a kind. That there will never be another like him. So what does this Rambam mean? What is Maimonides telling us here? So many commentaries ask this question and they explain what the Rambam means is that not that a person can be Moshe Rabbeinu, but rather we can be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Every person has their sets of talents, has their abilities, has their strengths. And we can be like Moshe Rabbeinu in the sense that just like Moshe Rabbeinu used all his abilities to be a true servant of Hashem, that everything he had, he used for the service of Hashem. So too comes to, when it comes to ourselves, all the strengths and the abilities and the character, uh, characteristics that make us up, we have the ability to use for the service of Hashem. And in that way, we can be as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu, to take all our abilities and to channel it for the service of Hashem, to be the best we can be and, and to bring out our true potential. After Moshe Rabbeinu passes, the Torah describes how the Jewish people mourn for him for 30 days and how Yeshua, Joshua, takes over the mantle of leadership and will now take the Jewish people into the land of Israel. The Pasuk reads, Vayivku b'nei Yisrael as Moshe ba'arvos Moav shloishim yoyim vayitmu yimei v'chi evel Moshe. The children of Israel bewailed Moshe and the plains of Moab for 30 days. Then the days of tearful mourning for Moshe ended. The next verse continues. V'yoshua ben nun male ruach hachma ki somach Moshe es yodav alav vayishmu elav b'nei Yisrael vayasu kashir tzivo Hashem es Moshe. Yeshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moshe had laid his hands upon him. So the children of Israel obeyed him and did as Hashem had, had commanded Moshe. The Chassam Sofer brings down a beautiful idea on these two psukim, on these two verses. He says that they're actually read together. That even though the Jewish people stop crying for, because of Moshe's death, if they stop mourning for Moshe Rabbeinu, he says that they were still crying even after those 30 days had passed and Yeshua had taken over the leadership. Why were they crying? If it wasn't for mourning, what was the reason to still be sad, to still be down? And he says that even after Moshe Rabbeinu had passed and the days of mourning had passed, the Jewish people were still crying because they realized now, only after their new leader had taken over, what they've truly had lost. That Moshe Rabbeinu was 
unique, was a unique person in history. He was, there was, there's only one Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Jewish people gained tremendously from him, a tremendous amount of wisdom and Torah and how he was a leader for them. And it was only after he was gone and that Yeshua had taken over the leadership did the Jewish people finally realize how great of a, of a person he was, how great of a Torah scholar he was, how great of a prophet he was. They realized how much more they could have gained from Moshe. And now they didn't have him anymore. You know, many times we take things for granted. We have people in our lives, we don't appreciate them. We have things that are good for us and we don't appreciate it. It's only after those good things are gone do we realize what we have lost. And the message is for us, when it comes to opportunities to gain wisdom, to learn Torah, to do mitzvos, that we should grab the chance to do it and not take them for granted. We have people in our lives that we can gain from. We should grab the opportunity to gain from them and not wait till God forbid till they're gone. When we have situations in life that are good for us, we should appreciate it and use it to the best of our abilities to help us get closer to Hashem and to become better people. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at ravishlamakom with a K at gmail.com. Everyone have a great day and we'll see you by Parshas Boratius.